0: Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back for the second time this week. I hope you enjoyed Monday's episode with Tiffany. And that you found it interesting. It was a little out of my comfort zone to discuss that topic, as I mentioned. But one of the things on the Psyche podcast is that we discuss topics that maybe aren't discussed as much as they should be, that are things that we feel shame around, or they're just not discussed by anyone, not even sometimes behind closed doors. So we want to, I guess, shine a light on some of those topics so this is probably something that will happen occasionally that it will be out of my comfort zone but hopefully that didn't come across too much through the conversation and and hopefully found it useful another thing on the podcast is we will bring you diverse opinions on approaches that you can look after your own mental well-being now personally I don't believe that there is a one-size-fits-all approach to mental well-being to health. I think we are all unique individuals and the things that work for me might not work for you. So that's why we have a lot of different voices on sharing their own stories of what helped them and their own tips and strategies. And I guess the idea is that from all of that, you can see what resonates with you, what appeals to you, and you can give things a go because not everything that you try is going to work for you. So by giving lots and lots of options, you can choose the things that work for you and create your own bespoke approach to mental well-being. So that is the aim. So some of the interviews will be more holistic, people who are maybe more involved in spirituality, uh, holistic approaches like that, and some that are more scientific-based, more grounded in psychological research. And psychological approaches and some that blend the two together. So there will be diverse voices and in the interviews people are expressing their own stories, their own journey, their own views which not necessarily are always gonna be the same as mine and might not be the same as yours but when I interview people I'm listening with an open mind, an open heart and just I guess seeing what matches with what I believe what makes me examine my own views more deeply and I'd encourage you to do the same. People and me as well are <laughs> sharing what works for us and that might not be the same for you. You might hear something someone says and think that it's complete nonsense and that is perfectly fine you know we are all different we all have different approaches there are. As I've, I think I've mentioned before, and I will do a bonus episode on this, there are some key themes I noticed that run through a lot of the interviews, things like self-awareness, which is so key. And I'm realizing that more and more the more interviews I do and movements and the relationship with yourself. And so actually I'm adapting my own coaching practice and what I deliver to reflect the things that I've observed from my conversations and from myself. So I just I kind of wanted to to say that now it's something that I'll probably come back to that we're all about sharing different perspectives and not prescribing something to you because you know yourself even if you feel like you're out of touch with yourself you know you know what works for you and sometimes it's about discovering that for yourself through trying different things and reflecting or more works and what doesn't. And so for any of the interviews, for any of the strategies, that is the approach that I would recommend. And in some conversations, there are things that I think I'm going to give that a go. And then sometimes there are things I think, actually, that's possibly not for me. And that's fine. You know, it's not a one size fits all approach. That's my personal view. Other people may have a different opinion on that. But that is the point of having all these diverse conversations so that you can hear lots and lots of different views, different perspectives, and I guess open open your own mind to possibilities and, and to different things that you can try. So this week's episode, we are getting, I guess, a bit more into the holistic realm um, because I'm speaking to Belinda and we're talking about a Hawaiian forgiveness I guess ritual tradition called ho'pono pono, I think is correct from memory and and in the interview I don't attempt to say it because I don't want to get it wrong but I think it is important to tackle names whether there are things or people that are more difficult to you and it's, a, it's about that welcoming view and seeing people as they are and, and names are so integral to our identity Etc., etc. But Hopono Pono is something that Belinda talks about and her own experiences. And I so enjoyed talking to her about her journey and and her experiences. And I came out of the conversation feeling very inspired to make the most out of life and find the joy in life, which is something you know that I talk about. But I just felt uh, a renewed enthusiasm or uh, intention to uh, to think about that in my life also <laughs> as you know I have my mindset mastery challenge which as I've said I have been slacking a little bit with it I haven't really got into a routine yet but re-listening to this conversation as I was editing <laughs> there's a uh, there's something that Belinda says um, a sort of, uh, something from Tony Robbins uh, which I won't steal her thunder and and give you now but it just made me think right I really you know I've set this intention for myself it's something I want to do so I need to commit to it I need to make it happen so hopefully next week when I um, bring you next week's episode uh, which is about movement actually so quite fitting hopefully I will have an update and I will have been more active and taken more steps on that challenge and I think you know, it just demonstrates, um, doesn't it, that you can have something that you want to achieve, that that you've set yourself a goal to do, but actually planning that action is really important. And and I did create a plan of what I was going to do, but just having that plan isn't necessarily going to lead to that success. And that it's, it's finding ways to motivate yourself to do it. So. That's something I'm going to be working on this week and hopefully giving an update on... Well, I will give an update next week. Hopefully it will be one that is full of action rather than inaction. But I hope you enjoy this episode with Belinda. Thank you again to Belinda for joining me. And um, again, Radio Guest List, thank you. Little shout out again. Belinda was someone I connected with through them. So I hope you enjoy it. And I hope that you have a great week and that you find the joy in your week. So here we are. Hi, everyone. And I'm really excited to introduce this week's guest to the podcast, Belinda. So welcome. And if you could introduce yourself to listeners and tell us a little bit about you.
1: Well, my name is Belinda Farrell. And I live in Santa Cruz, California. I've been studying ancient Hawaiian healing for many years probably 25 years. Wow. And I used the Hawaiian healing to heal my back without surgery 25 years ago. And I wrote a book about it called Find Your Friggin' Joy, which kind of outlines that for people who really want to take a, an active role in their healing. And I've done a lot of things in my life. I was a stunt car driver for almost 10 years. Walked on fire with Tony Robbins. Um, Just have had a really interesting life. It's not over yet. (laughs) (laughs) I, I take people to swim with the wild spinner dolphins in Hawaii, which is an amazing experience to be eye to eye with these wild, wonderful, wonderful creatures. Also have swum with whales and a baby and Life is just fabulous. It's you know, it's not for sitting around. It's for getting up and doing something and living it. (laughs) Mm,
0: Absolutely, and I love the title of your book, uh, "Find Your Freaking Joy." And joy is one of my buzzwords. Yes. So I'm actually I'm just going to throw in my joy question now because (laughs) we're talking about it. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So one of the questions I ask people is, "What always boosts your mood, or what brings you joy?"
1: Well, taking a deep breath and finally deciding that I'm just going to be happy. I try to find the good in everything. I don't know if I was born that way, but I enjoy being happy more than I do being sad. And taking a walk, you know, just being able to move and be grateful for what I have at the moment. I've gone through a lot of tragedy and like everybody else, I mean, we're all here to learn. But I find that um, joy is something that comes from the inside. It's not a momentary feeling of happiness. It's just being able to look at a hummingbird and watch it, you know, suck honey from the nectar and just feel that joy itself. That's what it is. It's so simple, yet we make it very complicated.
0: <laughs> I think that's true of a lot of things, isn't it? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would um, love it if we could talk a bit more about the Hawaiian healing techniques you use because I must admit I do not really know anything about Hawaiian culture or Hawaiian traditions. So.
1: Well, I was sent to Hawaii to do a master course in hypnosis because I was a hypnotherapist and I was introduced to the ancient Hawaiian chanting and when I felt I'd heard the chants, I just got tingly. You know, I just knew something was cooking. <laughs> and so I started to pay attention. And they introduced this technique called ho'oponopono, which means to make right, right. And what you do is you, you put people down below you that have given you angst and have given you grief. And you notice the cords that have connected you to them because it's all inside. It's, it's like a, a film strip. And the more cords you have, the more emotional ties you have to that person, the more you're intertwined with them like a cobweb. And then it just feels heavy. You're you're always heavy. So the Hawaiians would cut the cords every day at sunset. And I do that every day as well for the rest of my life. I just cut cords. If I'm really upset about something, I'll see that person down below me. I'll take a deep breath and I'll breathe on them because things come from your higher self. You're, you're forgiving yourself for holding on to the way you're looking at that person or that place or that thing. And as you do so, you take a cutting instrument, you say to yourself, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. That's it. And then you take a cutting instrument and spin it around you and then I just take my hand I just watch them float away and then you tuck the leftover cords back inside yourself. Just feel lighter. What you've done is you've, you've eliminated the perception that you have with that person or that thing at that moment. And what it does is it ascends to a higher level so that you can deal with the issues that you have at hand. And it changes things. If I, you're, you're in England, I'm here in California. If, if I had said something offensive to you, I would cut the cords right away and you would feel it thousands of miles away. I, uh-huh. you know, somebody would maybe call me on the telephone and say, I'm sorry I did that. You know, they, they feel it. It's, a, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And it lightens things up and it puts you in the present time. And that's where your joy is, in the present. Mm,
0: I think that trying to live more in the present is, is such an important thing and something that we talk about a lot on the podcast mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah and being... you can't
1: live in the present unless you let go of the past
0: absolutely and and I think the thing that that I really like about um sorry how do you say it? I'm not gonna be able to say it probably
1: pono pono
0: yes about that <laughs> I won't <will, laughs> try because I'll just ho-o um... means
1: ho'o means to make h-o apostrophe o it means to make and pono p-o-n-o um, means right. So you're making right, right inside yourself, you're making it two times mm-hmm. right inside yourself.
0: It's amazing. And I think the thing that that really um, appeals to me about that or, or stands out to me is, I think so much of things that get us down and feel heavy, like you said, is us holding on to a situation or mm-hmm what we think about what someone's done and by by kind of clinging to that feeling and to those chords, you said we are just carrying the weight ourselves and and making ourselves suffer really. So that's right. I think that's great that just releasing it, but with with love, it feels like that you're kind of thanking them. And then- Well,
1: you're thanking, you're you're saying I'm sorry to yourself for holding on to it. Mm. And then you're saying, I love you. I love you. I forgive you. That's all to you, between you and your higher self. Mm -hmm. In fact, you may really dislike the person down below you, right? (laughs) Okay. There's nothing you can do to change what that person did to you. The only thing you can change is the way you're looking at it, your perception of it. Create Mm -hmm. a different story. And if you want to create something brand new in your life, something more creative, you need life force, you need energy to do that. And if you're holding on to all this garbage and crap, (laughs) Mm. I mean, sack of potatoes, it doesn't give you that energy to focus on what you want to create for the future for the for, for the present. So you might just develop that as a mantra during the day, you don't even know why you're saying it, but you just say, I love you. I'm sorry, I forgive you. Thank you. And then stuff will come up. Because your unconscious mind, which runs your body, will bring that stuff up for you to have closure on it. And you could feel sadness, all of a sudden sadness just whacks you. And then you just say, you don't know, I, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. And you'll feel calm or, or more peaceful. It just happens that way because we're an energy being. So mm-hmm. focus, you know, our, our thoughts are focused on the stuff that's inside of us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and I think that just, you know, experiencing emotions through the day, but taking that time to just remind yourself that you that you love yourself, that you're there for yourself, and to forgive yourself, I think, so much of um, the things that we find difficult and bring us down are when we are not feeling love towards ourselves, or when we are not forgiving ourselves, and we have that that guilt or that blame about things in life. So I think that's just a really amazing thing to ha- to just come back to through the day and just say that to yourself and right. to feel it's not,
1: that. It's not like you're dissing grief or sadness. I mean, that comes up and you need to feel that. It's mm. not like you're just pushing it back down again. You're dealing with whatever comes up, and then you're forgiving yourself for holding on to the way you were looking at that. Mm-hmm. And then that moves you to a to a higher level with that person. Mm-hmm. You want to feel neutral about things, mm-hmm. not you know like your buttons are pushed and wow. <laughs> just, I mean, I lost my son. Um, a lot of the book is about that. I think of them every day you know, I go through some kind of grief every day. It's it's like being in the ocean, you know, it's sometimes swells and it ebbs and it tides. And sometimes the cord cutting isn't enough, you have to go through the grief.
0: Yeah. And I think thank you for that, that reminder, because I think it is really important to experience those emotions and to process them. And something yeah. like grief, which is such a powerful emotion, such a, a powerful experience, you can't just push it down. And no. if you try, it's, it's, it's worse not gonna, yeah it's not gonna end well it's it's something you have to process and then integrate and get and get to a kind of a new place right. if you like so yeah
1: ah breathing helps taking breathing. that deep that, that deep breath you know i swim with dolphins in hawaii the wild dolphins and every seven minutes they come up to take a breath and if they don't they will die And so I look at it as they're teaching us to do this conscious breathing because if we don't take that deep breath up to the top of our head where our higher self lives, we die a spiritual death. So it's like you have to hold it and then ha. It's a conscious breath. It's a dolphin breath.
0: (laughs) I like that dolphin breath.
1: (laughs) Oh, the dolphin breath, yes.
0: (laughs) Because I think we do if we're busy or stressed we we our breath becomes so shallow doesn't it it's something that yes. we can just completely lose connection with and just get into this rapid short breathing and and that's not good for our body let alone like you were saying for our, um, our spiritual well
1: body. it's a fight or flight breath it's it's more fear you know you just have to dart out there you know and win that game and you're breathing through your chest or through your mouth, and it's very shallow breathing. The one that you take a deep breath, that one puts you in an alkaline state rather than a fight or flight. The other is fight or flight, and you can't sustain it forever because you'll fall, mm-hmm. <laughs> drop. So, yeah. yeah, deep breath through the nose, hold it, and then ha. When I get in my car and I touch the steering wheel, it reminds me to take this deep, conscious breath. So you can program yourself. It takes 21 days for a habit to get solidified into your system. And then that's almost like a meditation during the day. All during the day, just remember to take a deep breath and you'll calm yourself down. You'll feel so much better.
0: Ah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like linking it to to something that you do throughout the day anyway, as a a reminder to do something that is so, so important. We, you know, we need to breathe, but we just uh, forget how, I think. And so, yeah,
1: well, we're so into the, you know, the rush and the hustle and the bustle, and we don't think of going inside and doing the cleaning. We have to be our own Roto-Rooters. That's why I called my book Letting Go the Plaque of Your Soul because those cords are like plaque that wrap around your your cells. And you just, you want to feel good as, you know, I'm getting older, we're all getting older, and you want to feel good when you're older. I'm still playing tennis, singles. (laughs) Shocks me a little bit, but I'm still out there. And it's, having a ball <laughs> literally
0: literally yeah <laughs> but, yeah you know like you said life is is for living and and it's about living it and 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 right. finding that joy and being able to to cut those cords and to feel lighter and to really be able to experience things I mean that that's what's life's for isn't it it's not Definitely. to to just carry things and feel heavy it's yeah, to experience joy.
1: It's for doing, you know, what you love, whatever you love. Years ago, you know, I got, I got a divorce when I was 40. I had two children, didn't know what I was going to be doing. Um, and I started doing these firewalks with Tony Robbins. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm-hmm, I have. The motivational guru. And the firewalks really were a metaphor for what, what would you like to do in your life? that you thought you couldn't do and that you want to do? Because who, who could tell you you could walk on 2,000 degrees of hot coals and not burn yourself? So I thought, if I can do this, what else am I doing that I would like to do? And what came up for me was that I wanted to drive a race car. I didn't even know how to drive a stick shift, let alone <laughs> a race car. So I inquired at a racetrack that was in Sonoma, and I showed up. And I said, I don't know a thing, so I'll just be a sponge. And what had happened is it turned out I had some talent, and then I got hired to drive for Buick and Cadillac in New York. And my stunt driving career started. If I hadn't answered that call, if I said, oh, I can't drive, no, I'm not going to do that, none none of that would have taken place, and I would have missed a glorious part of my life. Mm. So you have to listen to what's coming up, even if it sounds stupid (laughs) it's it's what your unconscious mind is trying to drive you to do Mm
0: -hmm. and I think that can't that we tell ourselves is quite often us yeah trying to protect ourselves in a way but quite often there's no reason behind the can't it's it's fear or it's yeah I think quite often fear and it's about just questioning it and saying what why why can't I
1: that's right well Tony Robbins teaches you if I can't I must and if mm. I must, I will. So that's the mantra. So I said, I can't do this. Oh, but I must. Uh-oh. <laughs> so where, <laughs> where's the telephone? I've got to f- pick up the phone and find out where I can learn how to drive a race car. That's mm. what gets you to move forward. Mm. I so, really like
0: that. Yeah. So yeah. if you can't, you must. You must.
1: And if you must, you will.
0: Amazing. I remember when I, when I started the podcast and I've been a big fan of podcasting and listened to lots and I'd thought about having one and I spoke to my business coach and I said, oh, but I, I can't have a podcast. Okay, she said, there you go. why not? <laughs> and I was like, it's a good point. <laughs> Got nothing. Um, and here we are. And there you are. Here
1: we are. So, so um, wow. So you're yeah. kind of an advocate of the can't, must, will club
0: yeah, I mean although I'm then starting to think what else if I said I can't do I'm down, <laughs> I have to do. uh I have got a couple of things this year, actually, um I've set myself a, a mindset mastering challenge I've called it where I've got these things where I've said i can't I can't do that, that I know there is no reason why I can't it's just a block that I have, and that I'm going to push myself yeah to do
1: I must, um, I so must. You, you will do the must ones you Mm. will not do the should ones you can should all over yourself
0: (laughs) yes yeah
1: Yeah, but if i must do it you will
0: Mm. that means i must go running which oh dear god (laughs) (laughs) well you gotta
1: kind of like what you're doing you know maybe you could just uh jog a little nobody said you had to run you know that's pretty violent for your body just walking swimming
0: yeah, I think it's because I've had it in my head that I can't run, that I'm not a runner, which is why I feel mm. like I need to show myself <laughs> that it's possible, um, but we'll see. Now now I must, now I must. Now you must. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like marathons or extreme amounts. Oh, just... no,
1: no, no. Who yeah. knows where this could lead you?
0: I know, into all sorts of trouble probably. You're like, oh, I can't do that well.
1: Uh-huh. No. <laughs> No, it's true. It's like with me with tennis, I had kind of a, a, a shoulder that was giving me some problems, and it was bone on bone. So the surgeon said, I'm going to give you a false shoulder. And I said, I don't think so. I'm going to find another alternative. So I had stem cells shot into my shoulder, and I'm good now. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many things out there that you can just explore and you don't have to give up. It's it, everything is possible, mm-hmm. especially what you what you tell yourself. If you tell yourself, "I am, I am strong. I am, I am steady. I am, cre- I am creative," you will become that. Mm-hmm. Just really be, watch what you say to yourself. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because I think a lot of the time, the things that we say to ourselves are negative. That, that's right. that we're not good enough um and so then yeah the, if the same the same thing follows doesn't it that we become what we're telling ourselves and if we're telling ourselves things that are limiting us that yeah. that's what's going to happen
1: well when i was finally diagnosed my back completely caved in this was during my stent driving days but i was also an adrenaline junkie so i'm <laughs> yeah ride my bike, rollerblade, never resting, never listening to my body. And then finally, it just collapsed. I had herniated discs. I had uh, nerve damage. The doctors told me I was not going to walk again unless I had surgery. And I had no insurance at the time because I was doing all these stunt driving jobs, and now I couldn't do them, so they dropped my insurance. So there I was, just thinking of... um, what I had learned in Hawaii with the ancient Hawaiian teachings. And I got in touch with what I was saying to myself that created that back to, you know, collapse. And what I was saying is that I couldn't be supported. Mm -hmm. Nobody can support me. I can't be supported. So my back was listening to this finally collapses. If you don't think you can be supported, we'll, well, we won't support you anymore. Boom, crash. And I had to turn that around and just say, thank you for remembering to support me. Thank me. Thank you for regenerating. Regenerating was a key word. And I would just talk to my back, just thanking it for regenerating, seeing myself climbing trees again, because you have to have a good, strong back to climb trees. And then I would let the memories come up that were limiting and holding me back, (laughs) to Mm. say the least. And after those, they're kind of um, talked about in my book, especially Mm -hmm. the the really severe ones of a baby being thrown out into the universe like a piece of garbage. Mm. I found out later that my mother had taken me to three abortion clinics to do away with me. And so the baby registers all of that inside. So I never felt I was worthy to be loved. At the deepest Mm -hmm. level. But at that moment, these really beautiful hands came down and scooped me up and put me safely in the arms of this divine being that was up above all the garbage. And I felt loved and I felt connected and I felt worthy to be healed. And that's when the healing really took place. And I just said, I'm going to walk. And sure enough, within three days of just seeing myself climbing trees. I got up, I walked, I went to the doctors. He took pictures of my back, meant there was nothing wrong with me. And even the mm. scoliosis that I had been born with was gone. Mm. So it was a complete miracle, just a complete mi- but not a miracle. What I was doing actively was connecting to the higher self, which healed me, and that's what's in my book.
0: Amazing that amazing you know um experience and right. I think it, it it shows doesn't it that that kind of interconnectedness I guess of the the sort of spi- spiritual mental physical that that there can be things that we're that we're thinking or they're unconscious that then manifest in the body in in physical ailments and and that, yeah that that connectedness of right. I don't know all our energy all our levels <laughs> if you like <laughs> But we all
1: have this higher being in us. We all have a higher self. It just has no body to come down unless we give it permission with our breath to come in. And uh, it's all a choice. Everything we do is is a choice. So we can choose to connect to that. We can choose to connect to our egos, which are trying to kill the body, because they want you to do everything outside the body. But we really need to go inside and do some roto work. I don't know if you have Rotor there, but they're no. people that clean our drains. Oh, okay. <laughs> rotor. <Roto-Rooter. laughs> Call rotor and you'll get your, your pipes cleaned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't think we have that, but I like that idea of that um, having to do, yeah, that, that kind of inner cleaning <laughs> work. That's right. To, to keep things functioning or you're kind of flowing normally or healthily or...
1: that's right and we have backup you know there's a lot of backup and you know you just have to get back on the on the course again and cut your cords that's what I do I do it every night I take a bath Epsom mm-hmm. salts bath and I cut my cords from the day mm-hmm. and I put even myself down below because whatever I have invested myself in I want to let go of that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're always healing yourself. Mm -hmm. (gasps)
0: It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to ask you another one of my questions. Oh, yes, please. Yes. So, yeah, so I have a couple of buzzwords, joy being one of them, which is why I love the the title of your book so much. But another is about meaning and, and having a meaningful life. So my question is, what makes life meaningful for you?
1: Oh, gosh! I have to have things to do. I have to have um a focus and some kind of purpose. I love doing the podcasts. I do quite a few of them. I loved writing my book. I love getting exercise. Mm-hmm. I like helping people. We have a community, a lot of homeless people in Santa Cruz. I like going down there and talking to them or help. There's one gentleman down there that he's written a book of poetry, and I've encouraged him. About getting an editor, it just makes you feel good to feel that you've helped somebody else, and I know that's that's intrinsic in all human beings. I think we all want to feel that we have a purpose here and that we're giving giving some kind of happiness. Maybe it's not to the whole world, but it's to one person that changes their world. So that's because yeah. I'm I'm in my seventies now. I'll be seventy five doesn't feel you know it doesn't feel old but I think in other people's minds it does seem old (laughs) Mm. (laughs) but I just want to keep going for as long as I can and yeah stay healthy
0: yeah absolutely amazing and (laughs) um I really liked um when you said about helping um that there's a lot of homeless people um where you are and and talking to them because I think sometimes that's something that people who are homeless are, are really dehumanized and that people right. don't just talk to them human to human and right. um and so I think that is um such um, a lovely way of giving of just seeing them as a person and and interacting right. with them because I, I think that sometimes that's just unfortunately it doesn't happen
1: yeah we have a street called um, gosh I can't think of the streets name. <laughs> anyway it's <laughs> downtown Santa Cruz and people come from all over just to walk the streets get a chai tea a coffee um, you know a lot of stores a lot of restaurants and the homeless people hang out there too mm. so we we all get to kind of mingle and get to know one another and um, I just enjoy going down there. It's an eclectic. I went to Berkeley for college. And Mm -hmm. so we had a pretty big diversion of different kinds of people. So I'm used to that. I'm used Mm -hmm. to the eclectic. I don't like the commonality of everybody's the same. I like to see all kinds of different nationalities and different colors. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's um, just fun for me. Mm.
0: One of the things I love about you in the podcast is having that eclectic mix of guests and and getting to speak to people that I wouldn't normally. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. you're in Santa Cruz. I'm in Southwest England. um, And here we are. having (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I love it. It's great. Have you been to California? I haven't. um, I've not been to the U.S. that (gasps) much. I've only, I've been to New York twice. Oh, that's uh, the U.S. when I was at college um but that's it but I would love to um to travel more and
1: well you must
0: yes yeah you must I've uh, I've done a um a reasonable amount of traveling but just not um huge amount in the U.S. but it's somewhere definitely they'd love to see more of so
1: that's right well we'd like yeah. to see more of you too so oh, oh thanks please <laughs> yeah please ring us ring us up when you're here
0: <laughs> I will <laughs> Oh, so my next question. One of the big things about the podcast is we talk about mental wellness and to help give people ideas of how how they can look after their own well-being. Because I think that whilst a lot of us will have mental ill health experiences or know someone who has, we all have a mental world and can think about looking after our own mental well-being. So my question is, What does mental wellness mean to you and how do you look after your own mental well-being?
1: Well, again, the cord cutting is paramount to whatever I do. If I start talking to myself in a negative way or in a dark way, I'll figure I've got some cords that definitely don't need to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I will immediately put put that down on a stage. And I have a CD called Chant and Forgiveness which Mm -hmm. takes people through the cord cutting process. And it's been out for some 25 years and it's located on my website or on iTunes. So there's a way of, you know, connecting with that, but you have to want to, to be happy. You have to want Mm -hmm. to do this. And I know some people who are mentally not in that place just seem to go deeper and deeper into the Mm hole. So it either, you either have to have the discipline or a friend who can guide you or just somehow get outside, take a deep breath. That always seems to change things mm-hmm. for people who are depressed. They have to get outside, have to take a walk, have to do something different. Mm-hmm. Because staying, and if I could have done that for my son, you know, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think, what else could I have done? You know, you think Mm -hmm. of things like that. He had back trouble and he took an overdose of pain medication, which again is an epidemic in our country. I don't know if it it is in yours, but Mm -hmm. yeah, too too much availability of these drugs that will kill people. Mm -hmm. So the mental health, again, we need more places where people can go to be safe and to feel that they have somebody they can talk to. We used to have them and then they were all closed and mm. they need to reopen again. It, it needs to become very much of a popular trend to, to get people off the street and into mental health facilities. Mm. So I vote or for to, that. Mm,
0: or to have that support because I think something physically um, mm-hmm. not right, if you like, something physically going on is much more visible. It, it can be seen. so it's it's easier maybe to ask for help or to get support but I think with mental health because so often it's hidden it's it's yeah it's often forgotten about or it's often something that if there are cuts to funding that's where it goes from and I definitely agree that there needs to be more support in place for people and and more conversations about it so people know that it's it's we all experience this it's part of being human but that there is hope and that there is support out there for them
1: so if you can talk about the things that are inside of you if you can talk to someone it doesn't push them into the corner or into that you know that place down in your attic or in your basement it gets them to rise up and like a pimple that needs popping you don't put the pus back in you let it go you know Mm -hmm. it, it heals it dries up and a lot of the m- mental health problems have to be with issues that just haven't been spoken about for years. And just keep multiplying, and the cords keep wrapping around. It turns into a from a neurosis. It turns into a psychosis. Mm. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, the world needs to know how to cut cords.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for for sharing that message with people so that so that they can yeah find out more about it and and cut those cords and um yeah and and definitely start talking about things more as well and that's right. what this podcast is about to have these conversations and start to hopefully show show people that it is okay to talk about and that there there is a way through and to give people um a range of ideas of of things that they could try to help them to to get through it
1: did you ever think of your energy as money
0: Um, I do sometimes. I mean I've probably got real issues with money. (laughs) As a lot of people have.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, but we're only given so much energy a day. Mm. And like money, we either throw it away or we save it. Mm. So let's say if you have a choice of being angry at somebody, really pissed off, you're gonna spend let's say you're given a hundred dollars a day, you're gonna spend about eighty dollars of that hundred Getting angry and pissed off at this person, mm-hmm. where maybe you could be just a smidge annoyed and spend mm-hmm. 80 cents. And so, when you need that energy, you have it available inside your body to help you heal. Mm-hmm. So, it's again, this is, I, I learned this from Tony. Again, he called it transformational voc- vocabulary. And um, it's really true. The words we say to ourselves ignite us. If you get pissed, you send chemical to your heart that bruises your heart muscle. And heart attacks are one of the leading cause of death in this country. People are angry. And so you just, again, be careful of what you're saying. Maybe you're annoyed. Maybe you're not tired, but you're just resting temporarily. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's just, again, being conscious of the words you say to yourself. Because they all go back inside and run your body. You have a, a, I mean, this is a chemistry, a chemical plant inside your body. You're making Valium. You're making interleukin-2. Do you know what that is? Interleukin-2. It's a it's a medicine that's given to cancer patients. Okay. And one, one run of it is like about $20,000 in U.S. dollars mm-hmm. of interleukin-2. You make millions of dollars when you get really happy and joyful. And let's say you're on the best ride you've ever been on at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. You're just ecstatic and joyful. You're making Interleukin too. Millions of dollars of it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I think that really helps to kind of think about the the power of the the different emotions you're experiencing. Because money is something that's tangible. It's something that we can get our head around whereas energy is intangible and it, it can maybe be harder to to think about how much energy we're giving something so I really like that um yeah thinking yeah. about it as money so thank you for sharing that
1: yeah with us that's makes me think twice too you know if somebody <laughs> cuts me off do I want to get really pissed off or do I want to get no that's eh, okay
0: I'll know, be fine. I, I yeah when I drive <laughs> I I tend to think now uh if someone yeah cuts me up the only person that's getting hurt if I get angry is me because they don't care right. they've gone on with their day they're right. not carrying the energy I'm just making myself miserable and I can't be bothered with that so...
1: that's right <laughs> that's... <laughs> unless they stop down the road and come out and you know Oh I mean maybe <laughs> yes yeah, so that's what you don't want to have you don't want to start that
0: yeah but I think a lot of things if I'm just holding on to it and just hurting myself it's, it's kind of questioning. Well, why am I? Why am I holding on to this? If they may not even be aware of this, and I'm I'm holding this thing, and I'm just well, hurting myself.
1: I feel everything that we hold on to. You, you sometimes it's like fighting an upward battle. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a really good swimmer. I hated the water. Here I am swimming with dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> so they they recruited me big time in my dreams and taught me how to swim when I was in Hawaii, so mm-hmm. that I had to get up and I'd had to get out there and overcome my fear of the water so I could be with them. Mm-hmm. And I eventually did. And as I was getting, it, it's easier to swim in the ocean because it's salt and it holds you up. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't say I'm really a great swimmer, but I I can tread water really good. <laughs> but I was, I was out there one day just feeling my, my wings And I got caught in a riptide Mm. and I started to lose my coolness and I started to call for help. And I was just, you know, swimming and rapidly losing my breath and losing my energy. And I was calling for help. And all of a sudden next to me comes this big sea turtle. Mm. And I could just feel it just saying, do what I do. Mm -hmm. and i immediately stopped struggling and i just started to calmly just move my arms like he moved his fins and he took me over the current and placed me on the rocks safely and then disappeared Mm -hmm. and i learned from that that whatever you fight you just you lose energy Mm -hmm. so you have to go with that flow so i just think of turtle and I just kind of cut the cords and go with the flow whatever it has to be mm-hmm. I was safe and I was grateful and it was like an angel you know just like an mm-hmm. angel that appeared and then disappeared
0: <laughs> amazing <Gone. laughs> yeah. that possibly links to my next question um but we'll see um so one of my my big things I talk about is mindset and the way our kind of outlook and our thought processes can shape the way we feel, the way we perceive the world. So my question is, uh, can you describe your mindset? <laughs> <It's a laughs> oh, <tricky
1: one. laughs> gosh, that is a tricky one. You don't want to go in there, do you really? <laughs> I I I don't know if I have a mindset because it changes so much. I think of... Um, I think of fun things all during the day. I'm really kind of a little child. (laughs) I'm not not childish. I'm more childlike. Mm. I want to go out there and have some fun. So I'm always thinking, what can I do that is going to be fun today? And that's kind of where I am. What I love movies. So I do like to have my entertainment at night. I was an actress for 20 years. So I did play different characters and different roles Mm. and that was fun, you know. I know there's sadness going on in the world, and I just try not to let it sink into me I, I don't want to I don't want to see the news i I'm aware of what's going on, but I can't do anything about what their interpretation is. I can only help myself, and I can help myself by staying healthy and staying joyful. Mm-hmm. I've got to bring some joy to people who don't have any. So that's my mindset.
0: Amazing, thank you. It's always the trickiest question for
1: people. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Zippity doo dah.
0: (laughs) Hopefully, the next one will be a bit easier. Um, So, I ask all of the guests that we have on the podcast to leave our listeners with between one and three strategies or techniques that they can put into their life that will have a a massive impact. So, what Mm. would be your one to three? strategies or tips for people?
1: Well, again, taking a deep breath during the day, holding it and then ah, releasing it, doing those ha breaths to connect to the higher self. And then just saying to yourself, constantly during the day, I love you. Just I love you for no reason at all. I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. Just I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. Just Imagine what that could do, mm-hmm. for no reason at all. You're going to start feeling better, and you might think you're not worthy to feel better, but you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those those are the biggest, easiest ones. And um, I do a lot of chanting. I don't know. There's one chant uh, that's called the Eo chant, mm-hmm. and it it de-stresses people, and it clears PTSD from Lots of people, if you'd like, I'll, I'll do it. You take a deep breath, mm-hmm. and like you send all of your angst behind your eyes, and as you come in with the exhale, you do this EO chant. Okay, so I'll do it. E-ya. take a deep breath again and you do that about 11 times you can do it too Hannah just
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just even just listening to you do it I feel uh,
1: but when you do it it comes from the heart it's a, mm. it's, a, it's a, it's a, the chants are coming from the heart, not anywhere else. And so it, this is called the cosmic eraser. So it erases, so I already feel wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> only mm. Mm. So it's an I apostrophe O, but it's pronounced EO. The yeah. and it was the highest form of creation because you're taking all your angst back to the very beginnings of time and when you're coming in you're creating something brand new mm-hmm. you've taken everything back to creation to recreate it again mm-hmm. so it is i sometimes even do that before i go to bed at night and it just puts you right to sleep
0: okay thank you for sharing that and i definitely will try that Especially if I can't sleep, although my partner might not be happy if I start chanting (laughs) while (laughs) sleep, because he is straight asleep. (laughs) Straight
1: asleep. Lucky him. I know. He's already done the EO chant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what he's doing. (laughs) Brilliant. So, thank you so much, Belinda, for joining us. And if people want to connect with you, is there somewhere that you can direct them to so they can find out more about? what you do. Well, and...
1: Just my website. I have a lot of podcasts on there. And that's Huna healing H U N A Healing
0: Perfect. So, and we can put a link in the show notes as well. Yes. To direct people to that.
1: Thank Brilliant. you, Hannah.
0: Thank you Brilliant. so, so much for joining us. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. chatting to you and you and I too. feel like I have so much now to find out more about after this.
1: You're perfect exactly the way you are.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Really? So are you.
1: Just just love where you are right now. Mm. Well, it was a joy. Thank you.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so Aloha. much. Aloha. Aloha. So thank you again to Belinda for joining us on this episode. And I hope you found it interesting and inspiring and informative. And, you know, I'd love to know if you've tried out the cord cutting or the chanting and how that's worked for you. Speaking of, you know, wanting to hear how you've got on, obviously we have our page on Facebook, Psyche Coaching, uh, which is, I guess, a more general page about all things Psyche. And we put the podcast updates in there to let you know what's out, as well as other inspirational posts and to let you know about events. But we have a new private group that you can join if you want to actually have discussions rather than just interacting with us as like a faceless page. So the Facebook group, if you'd like to join, is Psyche, spelled the same way, P-S-Y-K-H-E, Mental Wellbeing Community. And the idea is a community to support each other, lift each other up, inspire and motivate each other. So it is somewhere where we will have a range of different types of posts to try and encourage conversation, encourage you to reflect, think about strategies you use in your own life, think about building motivation, thinking about carrying on on that well-being journey and putting things in place in your own life that are beneficial for you. So there will be lots of posts around supporting you to I guess, have a mindset that is more focused on self-acceptance, self-awareness, self-nurturing practices, all that kind of stuff that we talk about a lot. So we would love to see you over there, psyche, mental well-being community. If you search, um, have a read of the group rules just to, you know, for any community, having clear boundaries of what's expected so that people feel comfortable in that space. It is a community space. To carry on the conversations that we have on the podcast and to share your thoughts, so we would love to see you over there. Also, got a special offer for podcast listeners. So, as I mentioned last last episode, Monday, um, and if you are following our Facebook page, you will have seen that we are running our first ever face to face event, and it's a well being workshop, six hour workshop, all about reconnecting with yourself your body and your mind to leave feeling both grounded and uplifted and we're going to do that through movement through connection through reflecting on ourselves um, through group work creativity all these kind of things that we've talked about across the podcasts and there is a workbook that we'll work through some of and then that you can take away and continue thinking about your own relationship with yourself and your well-being journey that's happening on the 3rd of May in Bradford and Avon tickets are available on Eventbrite and you can find the event on our Facebook page at the link there and buy tickets but there is a special offer for the first five tickets from podcast listeners there is a special offer of £10 off the ticket price so all you need to do is enter Psyche 10 Psyche capital P -P 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 Psyche PSY khe 10 to get 10 pounds off so there's only a limited number with that special offer and that's especially for podcast listeners so that's a little offer there and i really am looking forward to meeting some of you at the wellbeing event and other people who maybe haven't heard of the uh, podcast um but i just i'm very excited about sharing everything i've learned from my personal and professional experience and from all the conversations on this podcast and I just think it's going to be such an amazing day that people are going to leave just feeling yeah uplifted but grounded as well because I think it's so easy as we've said not only to get out of touch with yourself that kind of mental piece but also physically and to not be rooted in our bodies and kind of stuck too much in our heads so it's about grounding into your body feeling connected in your body as well. So super excited and I really hope to see some of you there. So and over in the Facebook community, the Facebook group. So as a quick reminder, the Facebook group is Psyche Mental Wellbeing Community and the discount code for the events for £10 off Psyche10. That's it and uh we'll be back next week just the one episode next week on Wednesday when I'll be joined by Ashton and we're talking about the benefits of movement and that's something that I know I've mentioned before it's something that has come up a few times before about the benefits of exercise and movement so we're going to be talking about that in a lot more detail next week with Ashton so we hope you come back and join us next week for that have a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday